want to give um, the people from the um, Port Melbourne Soccer Club, the Port Melbourne uh, Sharks, a, a bit of a, an opportunity to tell us something that they heard last week which changed their lives. And we want to see the state of play. And uh, we're joined by the president of the club, uh, Bill Romanovsky and uh, Gab uh, Vittori. Uh, both of you there, Gabrielle and, uh, and Bill, welcome to the state of our football nation. Um, let me let me know when did the day or the week for you change? Uh, let's start with Bill. Thanks, George, and hello there, everyone. Um, yes, uh, well, the 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 game cha- changed for us last Wednesday when we were notified um, via a quick Zoom meeting that unfortunately the uh, the facility that we play at uh, was removed from being um, a hosting facility for the twenty twenty three Women's World Cup. So what does that mean, Bill? What did that decision mean? And who, uh, with, who, who was the one, uh, you know, tasked with telling you? Um, yeah, the task was uh, delivered by uh, a responsible officer from the city of Port Phillip um, who, who's relayed a message that it was decided that, uh, that the facility was no longer available for, um, for, the, uh, for the Women's World Cup. Do they give you any reasons? I mean, they've made an agreement, they've made a promise, I think nearly three years ago when this decision was handed down and the, the whole of Australia uh, got very, very excited, as did New Zealand when they heard there was a, a joint a World Cup bid accepted by FIFA. And I can re- still remember the scenes, uh, James Johnson, uh, um, uh, uh, Chris Nicku and, uh, and every Matilda I can imagine on the planet uh, jumped through the roof when they heard the news that... Uh, we were going to be sharing uh, a magnificent Women's World Cup. And is there a bigger sporting trend at the moment uh, than women's football? No, George, you're spot on. Um, and we were celebrating when, when our facility was selected. Um, we, we were over the moon. Um, you know, so what's happened? Well, what's happened, George, is uh, the facility is no longer part of their program. Um it's a question that you need to put to to the uh, city of Port Phillip as to why it was being why has it's been removed from uh, from FIFA uh, uh, using it. Um, I can only listen to what the um, messages have been sent back to us by by people responsible for making that decision. Is is that the facility would not have been brought up to the standard required, and therefore it was removed. So if, if it can't be brought up to, to speed, uh, why make the promise? That's a very good question, George. And again, uh, it's a question that needs to be put to, to the city of Port Phillip uh, and, and why, why, the, you know, why go through the uh, process? Uh, you know, we, we started this journey three years ago, Gab? Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, three years ago, we, we, we started this journey. We, we as a football club, and as a board decided to back the uh, the the, uh, the application, bid. the bid, we certainly supported our women's group um, in order to to put the best presentation forward. And yeah, you know, like I said, like you were saying earlier, George and Nico and Johnson were jumping up and down with joy, as was our club when we were selected, because um, we thought, wow, we did a sensational job of uh, of of presenting our, our facility, and and we got through. I don't want to be churlish, Bill uh, and Gab, uh, but uh, this reminds me of a, of a horrible situation many years ago when I was president of South Melbourne. 
And we were offered by a sponsor uh, a lot of money. And they gave us a check. They made a big deal about um, the publicity. They were thrilled a bit to have photos taken. And three months later, they said, can we have the check back? <laughs> so I didn't feel very special. And I remember saying to the, the board at the time, let's just give them the money back. Um, you know what? I don't want anything to do with these people. And this is, and, and this is three months after they've sat there and luxuriated in, in all the publicity and all the, mm. uh, the, the feel-good moments. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the Port Phillip Council would have been thrilled a bits to be lauded and um, lifted during that uh, initial phase when uh, they got a, a special spotlight put on them and made to feel very special. And suddenly, out of nowhere, how far away are we from the competition? We're oh, just under a year. Is that correct? Probably eight, nine months, yeah. And we're told now that the ground will not be able to meet the, stand, the required standards for a Women's World Cup. Is that right? That's, that's what's been put forward, George. Correct. Gabrielle, tell me, from the player's perspective, uh, you, you have um, uh, not only teammates, but uh, people that you care for and play with and, and are part of a football club. Uh, the women's teams, it's more than one. Um, how do you feel about this decision? Completely let down. It is such a huge letdown for us um, as players, as women, as young girls, as a club, as wow. a rate payer, because this, this opportunity to have um, our, our young girls and even my teammates to see their heroes come and train on our facilities where we can see them with our own eyes, where we can watch them train, where we can get autographs, where we can, you know, look up to these amazing, young, skillful women. These are heroes to some of our girls. This was going to be a massive opportunity for, for the local mu municipality, for ratepayers, for young girls and women, for my teammates, for me, you know, as an older woman, to see these young girls go out there and make a career of, of you know, playing football is just amazing. I didn't grow up with that. So no, 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 no. I was just going to say, Bill and, and, and Lockie and I, and I'm sure you too, Gab, will know that over the last two or three years, we've seen an explosion in sport and the leaders at the very forefront. I'm not talking about Formula One. I'm talking about the game of football. And the biggest thing going on is women's football. Absolutely. And we've all just, and we're all still um, stunned with the impact and the power of the Euros, the women's yeah. Euros. And we saw, uh, and the English, by the way, I should add, the English mm. have still not come down from cloud, whatever cloud they were on. <laughs> uh, and then they're, they're not likely to come down for another few months. Um, 87,000 people jammed into modern Wembley and the rest of the country, the ratings were off the, off the, off the crook. Um, uh, the radio coverage was extraordinary. And they're telling us, they're telling us they haven't seen anything like it. And you're telling me that we've got a women's world cup, which is one step again, mm. higher than the euros. We've got a chance to have England, right? Yeah. Or Spain, as we've seen, or uh, Germany front up at Port Melbourne yep. to train if indeed 
that that is the draw and the way they land. And when there, you know, there's no sureties in life. But can you imagine being deprived of that? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, that's why. But it gets worse than that. But it yeah. gets worse, Gab. Tell mm. me what happened last week. Uh, not only oh. were you given this 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 dud decision, um, something happened. Was it Wednesday night when you when you were playing? No, or was Sunday. It Thursday night? Sunday. After, Sunday. Yeah, after we had our meeting at the club, well, our rally, I should say, at the club um, with the mayor and a couple of other uh, councillors from the City of Port Phillip. Uh, so the mayor did front. Yes, he did. He did, and and you know. It, it was it, it was an okay meeting, not really no, but uh, we all went off and about our day. My team went and played in the afternoon, and then late that night, our state two girls had a game at six o'clock under lights. And um, adding insult to injury, uh, we were twelve minutes into the second half. We were one goal up. We were just awarded a penalty. And at that very moment when our key striker, young Ange, 15 years old, is lining the ball up, bang, the lights go out. It was So you're telling me So you're telling me you've got the, you've got the team that's running third in the competition in your sights. Mm-hmm. And you've got a, a huge upset is in the wind. Yes. And the lights and, go off. And to yep. be absolutely clear, Gab, this wasn't like a, you know, the lights, the council lights no. have hit a turn off at like six o'clock on the hour. It's time to no. go off. They just abruptly went. Correct. There are no timers. We control the lights. And so we turn them on and they stay on until we turn them off. I, I was right next to the rooms where those lights are monitored. I, no one went in. There was, there was no timing issue. They just went out. It's just another example of the sub-standard facilities that we have at, at, at Port Melbourne Soccer Club. So what happens now with that game? Can so, you pick up where you left off or do you have no, to start again? it has to so start it's a replay, a full replay? Yes, yes. Because less than 80% of the game was played, it has to be restarted. Well, it's devastating. Uh, Bill, that, that would please you no end, wouldn't it, Bill? Huh. Look, Georgia uh, and... and... Let's put it down to an isolated incident. I'm not sure what has occurred to the floodlights that evening. Um, It's an unfortunate scenario. Our our, our women's team were playing, I think, the top top team, Gab? Third, third on the ladder. Third team. And, uh, yeah, 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 look, it was great to see the the female Sharks winning 1-0 and about to score another goal. And, unfortunately, what's occurred has occurred. Um, I did... Look, I'm just going to put that down to an isolated incident in saying that the facilities uh, certainly need um, attention and they need to be um, looked at. And then we need to look forward to to uh, some sort of upgrade over the next 12 months. So what can we hear? What have we heard? What did the mayor say to you on Sunday morning when you had the uh, protest rally at the, at the grounds? Gabby? He... He was very keen to listen, but I personally felt like that all landed on deaf ears. So it was show show business. It was show. He spoke about some report that uh, he insinuated that FIFA changed the goalposts. We haven't seen that report. We don't know. No one can get a hold of this report. He, He told me and all of us to our faces at that moment in time he is not very hopeful that this will be reinstated. 
So did this go to the councillors to for a vote, or was this a unilateral decision from the top of the uh, the council? How, how could it be that the mayor could you know be looking over a decision and, and be talking as though it's out of his hands? Surely these kind of decisions are at the core down to you know someone in that position's call. I, I find that a very interesting way of approaching the situation. These are all very good questions. Mm. <laughs> well, Bill, uh, I've just I've just seen my rate bill and, uh, and it keeps going <laughs> up. It doesn't get, doesn't go down. It keeps going up, and they're telling us that we can assume from this or deduce from this, Lockie, that they haven't got the funds that they were supposedly putting mm. to one side in order to create the this refurbishment and this upgrade. Yeah, well, is that is that my reading, Bill? Is that am I wrong? Um. Well, that's certainly one way to look at it, George. Uh, um, okay. Right. Look, the fa- the facility uh, when presented to 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 the uh, team that visited and 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 the council that that pref- that visited and we were eventually selected. The facility presented pretty well um, at the time. It's a it's a it's a beautiful little boutique facility. That's right. That's it, it needs a new pitch. It needs drainage um, and a new pitch. And it well, it, it certainly needs uh, attention and. Uh, have they not sourced the funds? Um, that's a question again to put to council. Why those uh, funds weren't weren't looked? You know, why did they go for. and ask 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 for them? Um, I know I can tell you from from our perspective, we worked tirelessly to to assist the uh, city of Port Phillip in present you know presenting our facilities. Um, from um, change rooms to clubhouse, I know the you know, the the, uh, the members rallied. We've refurbished internally. Our clubhouse. We've recently installed a, a very nice electrical scoreboard. Mm. So, when FIFA came out to do the uh, inspection, our, our facilities presented well, and the ground surface was maintained to a very good level back in October of last year. Yeah. The question has to be asked: What's happened from October to current date? That's that's unfortunately put the. Who's, who's responsible for the ground? The pitch. The, main, the, the maintenance. The servicing. Yeah, the maintenance. The. Yeah, the, the city of Port Phillip um, does the maintenance via a subcontractor uh, at, at the facility, and um, you know that's a that's a question that that needs to be asked uh, uh, of of the responsible officers. How do we get to to uh, being selected to being unselected? Um, that's a very good question. Mm. But that's to a question, answer your Bill, question Bill. George, uh, yeah. the, the yeah. council had an opportunity to apply. For some grants through through football, I'm not sure if it's Victoria or Australia, and the state government, which would have covered more than eighty percent of the costs to bring our um, our facilities up to standard, up to code. And food. what happened? What they happened? didn't apply. They just didn't apply. Okay, okay. Um, Bill, I know you've got a, a prior commitment, and, and we're going to thank you and let you uh, fly off and meet that commitment. But I want uh, Gab to stay on uh, because there are there are a couple of things I want to run past you, Gab, and that is what's next and how does the club feel? How do the women feel? We're devastated. We really are. We were expecting to see uh, our heroes come out to to train on the pitch. We were expecting to see some upgrades that would um, facilitate possibly, you know, more teams of young girls. I need to make make it clear we've got two community two community women's teams 
our age, age ranges are from 15 to 53. My daughter being the youngest, me being the oldest. But she should not be playing on my team. She should have a group of, of players in her team that are all roughly her age. I don't, you know, we, it, it's just not the way it should be. And unfortunately, our facilities can't accommodate for any more teams. teams. Yeah. yeah so right. if we saw if we saw our facilities upgraded, we could potentially have a younger grassroots program. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, tell me from from the point of demand, are we getting a lot of people wanting to play the game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm forever having even halfway through the season having people contact me saying I'd love to join your team or or young girls are asking my daughter at school, you know, do you have a, a young team program? So there yeah. is, the, the, the interest is definitely increasing. The demand is there. We, we need that support for women in sport. We need that, we need that mm. funding. We need these facilities to cater for the demand of girls and women in sport. And the thing is you know, as well, a, that, that demand sorry, is, is yeah. only going to increase from where it is now like if we we think the appetite for joining teams getting involved in the sport of football is big before the women's world cup imagine what's what is to come when that tournament is actually on our shores happening before our our very eyes absolutely yeah and and if i could just interject there guys um uh, you you guys are 100 spot on i mean to support the growth yes there is growth georgia and Lockie um council did a wonderful study um, back in 2010 and 2011 that identified that, that this football club will grow over 52% in this uh, in the next 20 years. Mm. Um, we're experiencing that now. We're, we're seeing that um, growth. We're seeing that explosion um, happen right in front of us. Uh, uh, could it grow further? 100%. And it, is it going to go higher than 52%? No doubt. With the, with the World Cup coming to the... Uh, to our shores, um, I have no doubt that um, there would be more people wanting to play this code, and particularly women, uh, particularly girls. Uh, you know, women participation in sport is what we've got behind at our football club. Um, it's certainly in line with the state government's uh, support as well, or what they refer as game changer. Uh, or... What has Steve Demopoulos said? What he's the he's the uh, the man responsible for the for the business. Uh, yep. at this level in this particular government, the state government. And I'm reminded too, Plummer Street, which is a, a big part of the uh, the precinct line that where your ground basically lies on. It's a whole new city being built. You've got a whole new secondary school that's state-of-the-art. You've got fields around you that are constantly being upgraded and supported. I've, I've noticed that the Port Melbourne um, uh, AFL or VFL ground has just had the biggest lights in the world ever attended to. I, I think these are the lights second only to the MCG. I, see, I Lockie, think I can, I think I can see them from it, South Yarra, to be honest with you. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, Lockie, <laughs> you can probably see them from South Yarra. <laughs> but, but it's not a laughing matter. Uh, uh, Gab will tell you, it's, Look, we're, George, we're in the middle, we're, we're, it's, we feel like we're being squeezed and absolutely. someone's not listening. Look, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a very real example our community pitch, which sits right um, directly opposite our pitches one and two, have amazing uh, floodlights. They are they are second to none. They meet the criteria and beyond. Five hundred lux. Yep. Yep. 
our, our pitch too has um, two lights that light up half of the pitch from lengthways. So okay. when there's nobody training on the community pitch and when there's nobody training on the main pitch, we've got these two, they, they feel like light globes. You know? And then we're playing. It's not, it's not a laughing matter. It's not. It's not. And then we are playing in what has been described as a cow paddock. We've had teams come to play games on to our pitch and have said, you don't seriously think we're going to play on this, do you? And, and, and you know, we look at it and we, we make been... realise how bad our facilities are. I was just going to say, I saw uh, an Australia Cup match or an FFA Cup match between Arpia, uh, NPL club in New South Wales, and um, I think it was uh, Port Melbourne. And this mm. was a, a year or two, was it a year or two ago? And oh, the ground, yeah, three years the ago. Ground, yep. Yeah, three years ago. And the ground was was in pristine condition, but the wear and tear and mm. the and the, and the number of games played on it. Right now, you guys need as much support as is possible. Absolutely. And if and, and what we try what I'd love to find out, and Bill, if you can help me, is there a plan uh, from council or state government to come in and send a task force, uh, you know, like an emergency crew, road crew that comes in to do something to help this uh, opportunity not slip by, or have we lost it? Um, have we lost it, George? I can't answer that. I think that's a question that needs to be put to to the city of Port Phillip hierarchy. Um, but yes, you're at, to answer your direct question, there is discussions right at the moment in regards to urgent attention towards the uh, playing surfaces of, uh, of, of our football club. Look, the playing surface that we have at Port Melbourne is certainly in line with the keepings of the MPL um, and in some cases the A-League. What we're trying to do is deliver it to a level that FIFA require it for training. Yeah. Um, well, were, we, were we far off that? No, we weren't. Um, what's happened between October and January and to current date is a question that needs to be put forward. And why do we find ourselves in this position? Um, right. If we continued right. down the path of the maintenance that we we had in in the lead up to the presentation and being selected, I think we'd be on this show now celebrating the success mm. uh, of hopefully you know hosting one of the teams you mentioned earlier. Wow. And this, this is a question too for our ratepayers. George, you and I and Bill, we all live in this municipality and our rates go to pay for some of these upgrades and, and you know, uh, maintenance. What question I'd like answered from our council is why literally over the 10 years I've been playing football, hundreds of thousands of dollars are going into to, um, repairing our pitches only for them to end up being cow paddocks. So why are we wasting ratepayers' money? Why don't we upgrade these facilities once and for all so that we don't we don't have the council continuing to waste our money? It's got to end. It's got to um, end. Gab, uh, Lockie will tell you that uh, we saw uh, Melbourne City a number of years ago now uh, out at La Trobe at Bandura create a world-class facility in uh, how long did it take, Lockie? Uh, well, it wasn't very long. It was. It was, it was maybe, about nine months. Yeah, it was less than a oh, year wow. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've and they've decommissioned 
that magnificent facility at Bandura, and they've just started upgrading and spending, likely to spend 40 million uh, on Casey Fields. Mm. So what I'm saying is where there's a will, there's a way. Clearly the question we have to ask, and we're going to continue to ask it until we get a decision or, or an answer that stands up. Uh, Lockie and, and I have been talking about it all day, and we're, we're struggling to understand why uh, a council as smart, uh, inverted commas, as Port Phillip has, allow, has allowed or is allowing the possibility that we're going to miss out on world-class teams from around the globe coming in and featuring in this beautiful um, uh, pocket of football uh, right in the heart of Melbourne, and that's Melbourne, uh, Port Melbourne. That's, uh, look, Gab, you're absolutely right. You're flabbergasted. We are struggling to make sense of it. Uh, Bill, I can imagine your frustration, but to hear Gab and the, the girls uh, that you spoke of last Sunday, uh, to think that they've had a, a season like the one they've had, they won't give up. They're leading 1-0 with a penalty to come, which is, again, uh, as we saw in the penalty shootout last night, there are no guarantees. You've got to put it in the back of the net. But a chance to, to take on the the third best team in the competition and, and beat them and to be deprived of that uh, with this, um, uh, the lights going out. Look, it, whatever the reason was, it's just not good enough. Um, can I just take this opportunity to thank you, Bill? Because I know you've got work commitments that you've got to address. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Gab, is there anything else you want to um, basically tell the audience or give us to take on board and see if we can try and find an answer for you? Absolutely, one last thing. Our mayor, has two choices. He can be the hero or he can be the devil. He can choose whether he steps up and works with government and all of the, the people key involved. Key stakeholders. Yep. All the key stakeholders get this happening. He can be the hero or he can wipe his hands of it and walk away. It's his choice. Step up to the plate, be responsible, talk to the government, get the funding, get it done. Because I want my daughter to watch uh, uh, international heroes training on our facilities. I want to see these upgrades. I need to see a female-friendly change room. Get it happening. That's all I want. Uh, Gab, can I just ask, what position do you play in the football field? Uh -huh. I've played a few over the years, but at the moment I'm in defence. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking, Lockie, Lockie's a great commentator. He'll tell you. That sounds like a, a like a general in the back, making sure that nobody gets by. Is that right, Lockie? Yeah, that that sounds like organisation organisation talk to me. That's... Well, Bill, I definitely have you. the loudest voice. That's for sure. <laughs> well, don't change. Don't you dare change, Bill. We wish you and the club and everybody involved the, the best of luck. Uh, to you, Gab, and the rest of the women involved at uh, at Port Melbourne uh, Sharks. Uh, go get them. Don't stop playing. And yeah. let's see if we can get some answers from uh, the state government, of course, and uh, and uh, Port Phillip Council that I think have let um, uh, way too much water uh, under the bridge here and they've dropped the ball. And that is yeah. not right. For Because uh, when I'm reminded that the mayors uh, sh should not rule or, or serve for part of the audience, but for the whole community. Mm. And uh, I think that's what you were telling us too, Gab. Yes. Thank you once again. Thanks, George. Thanks, no guys. Thanks, Lockie.